let me ask you a question. Have you ever been a part of a human birth? Have you ever been a part of the whole process? Maybe, maybe you are someone who has even given birth to a child. You were the one that was uh, going through the labour. You were the one that was going through the pain and uh, getting to the point of giving birth to a child. Maybe you were the support person, whether it's with uh, your wife, your partner, whether it's with a friend or a family member. Maybe you were there alongside to give support and comfort and encouragement throughout the labour process. Maybe you work in the industry. You might be a midwife or a doula, maybe an OB or a doctor, maybe even a paramedic. You've happened to be a part of a labouring as you've taken someone to hospital. Or maybe you've only just seen a labour on TV. And you know what? For you, that's close enough as you're willing to get. The birthing process is filled with so many different emotions. It goes from pain to anticipation, fear, joy, hope. There is so much going on when someone is in labour. I've been fortunate enough to actually give birth to our son, Mitchell. And beside me during that labour, as my support person, was my husband, And when I was going in the early parts of labour, I realised that each contraction went for about 20 to 30 seconds. So as soon as the contraction started, I would ask my husband to start counting and he would start counting the seconds. One, two, three, four. I knew that by the time he got to 20 that I only had about five to 10 seconds to go and then the pain would be relieved. Through the process, he was never able to actually take the pain away. However, being there as a support, as a comfort, being able to count through my contractions, I knew he was there to guide me, to help me and to support me. As Alan has said, my name's Linda Bailey. I'm part of the ministry team here at, uh, at One Church in Blackburn. And I would love to share with you today a very well-known psalm, Psalm 23, possibly the most well-known psalm we have in our Bible. Do you know, if you have been a part of church for a really long time, you have probably heard this psalm over and over and over again. You might even be able to recite big portions of this psalm. But even if you have never been into a church service before, maybe this is the only time you experience this kind of worship in church, you have possibly heard some of this psalm as well. It is one of the most well-known psalms and it is often read at a time when someone has passed away and we gather together in a funeral to celebrate and reflect on the life of that person. Psalm 23 is often known as the funeral psalm. And let me read it to you uh, to remind you or maybe to let you know about this incredibly powerful, comforting psalm that we have in our Bible. It's from Psalm 23 and I'm going to read it here now. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. 
He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a a beautiful psalm. You can understand why so many people read this in a time where they are going through grief and loss in a funeral. Uh, And even the words, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is a reminder of things that happen, of the grief and the pain and the loss that we experience when someone does pass away. But today I want to remind us that this is not just a psalm that helps us when, when a loved one has passed away. This is not just a psalm that is important in a time where we meet together in a funeral. This is a psalm that is meant to be our comfort and our support every single day of our life. Even in the last verse that, that I read in verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. This is a psalm that is here to remind us that God is with us, that God chooses to comfort us and restore us and guide us in times, any time of the day, when we struggle, when we feel challenges. You see, uh, the verse four that I'm going to focus on today, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this, this phrase, the valley of the shadow of death, can also be translated to mean the darkest valley, the time when you are going through a dark, troublesome time. It might be uh, a time when you're experiencing conflict in a relationship, the breakdown of a relationship where you, someone you love and that you've cared for in the past, you just can't seem to see eye to eye and you, you struggle and there's challenges and there's arguments and there's a darkest valley that you are going through in that relationship. Maybe it's a darkest valley with your health where it just seems out of left field there are constant challenges that you face with your health. You just never seem to get to a place of wholeness and health again. Maybe the darkest valley is with your finances where you just can't seem to get ahead and your debts are overwhelming you. And in this time of COVID-19, where things are just getting more and more challenging for so many people, we find ourselves daily in the darkest valley. This psalm is a place for you. This psalm is a reminder for you that we do come to these places of darkest valleys 
It's almost thought that this word that is translated as the darkest valley may actually be a literal road at the time that this was being written. The darkest valley was an actual road between Jerusalem and Jericho where people would have to walk and travel. But it was thought to be a darkest valley because the the hill, the mountain on either side of the road was such uh, created in such a way that you had to walk through this road to get from one place to the other. But the, the mountain on either side held caverns and caves that people could hide and they would jump down and ambush people. It's thought that this darkest valley, this particular road, was the road that Jesus talked about in his story about the Good Samaritan. I don't know if you know this story. It's a, it's a story about someone travelling along this particular road. And, and thieves and robbers jumped down and, and they hurt and they, they kind of beat this person to, to steal their worldly wealth and they're left stripped of their clothes, of their finances, of their worldly le- wealth and they are left for dead. And two people come along, two people who, who have belief in God, two people who are religious and faithful and they see this person lying left for dead, but they are well aware of this road. They are fearful of what is to come. They are aware that maybe the people that have come and hurt and maimed this poor person are still lurking around. Maybe they're still waiting for an opportunity to hurt these people that are walking. And so instead of helping this person, they keep walking and keep going to their final destination until the Samaritan man comes along. And even though he has the same fears around him, even though he has walked this treacherous road and can see for himself as this person is is laid bare on the road, knows that there are robbers around, he takes the time to stop, to help, to heal. And he slows his journey through the darkest valley to allow the hurt man onto his donkey to help take him to the place where he can get healing and wholeness. This is the darkest valley that is referred to when King David writes this Psalm 23, that there are times in our lives where we have to walk through this place that brings fear and anxiety, anticipation, unknown, where you don't know what the future will hold, but you find yourself in this darkest valley. What do we do? How do we cope? There are some really specific words that the the writer of Psalm 23 puts into verse 4 that helps us as we go through a darkest valley. And I want to pick up on them now, just a couple of really small words that help us understand who we are, what our future is, and who God desires for us to be. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the TV sitcom, The Office, particularly the US version of The Office. This uh, funny sitcom uh, is one of my favourite shows and it's actually uh, set in a paper company. 
And the manager of the paper company, his name is Michael Scott. And he has an employee called Dwight. Now, Dwight thinks he is it in a bit. Dwight thinks he is amazing. Basically, Dwight thinks that he should be running the whole company. And so anytime Dwight introduces himself to someone from outside the company, he always introduces himself as his Dwight Schrute, the assistant manager. But the actual manager, Michael Scott, is very quick to jump in and say, no, no, he's assistant to the manager. Adding these small words completely changes the job description that Dwight has given himself. When you are assistant manager, you are the next in line from the manager. If the manager's away, you're the one stepping up. Where you have your own, uh, you know, job description, you have your own plans, you have your own responsibilities. However, if you are assistant to the manager, you are basically the PA to the manager. You do all the little jobs that the manager can't do or hasn't got time to do or to support the manager while Dwight is very quick to call himself the assistant manager, adding a couple of small words to the into his job title completely changes his position description. I find in Psalm 23, we find some small words in verse 4 that completely change our understanding of what our purpose here on earth is as well as who is there for us as we go. And let me highlight some of these words. Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it starts off by saying, Even though, even though I walk through this place, it doesn't say, If I happen to find myself in the darkest valley, it doesn't say uh, if I'm unfortunate enough to find myself in the darkest valley. It actually says even though I walk through the darkest valley, it says to us that the darkest valley is inevitable. The darkest valley is a place where, unfortunately, we will find ourselves at some time. And sometimes we think, well, that's not fair. That, that's, I'm a really good person. I, I do good things for other people. Surely I shouldn't be, be finding myself in the darkest valley if I'm actually really kind to other people. That's not a place that I should find myself. Maybe you might think, well, you know what? I believe in God. I follow God. God's all powerful. Surely God shouldn't allow me to go through a place of the darkest valley. That's not how God works. When I believe in God, he makes everything okay. He, he flattens out all my paths, everything's all right, okay, when when I actually put my trust in God. Maybe you think, you know what, I follow the law. I'm always a really good rule keeper. I always do what people tell me to do. Surely I shouldn't find myself in the darkest valley. That's not right. That's not fair. That's not how our world should work. In the ideal world, that would certainly be the place. But this psalm reminds us, even though, it reminds us that the darkest valley is, in fact, inevitable. 
And often it's actually not about you. It's not that you have done the wrong thing or that you've followed the wrong rule, that you've you've not cared enough for people. No, in our fallen, broken world, it is that we find ourselves in the darkest valley. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, it is inevitable. And that's why we find ourselves in time where our relationships are broken, where our finances are in turmoil, where our health struggles, where we don't know what the future will hold and we feel fear and anxiety and angst and we find ourselves in that darkest valley. But there are other words in this verse in Psalm 23 that give us hope. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. That word through is so important for us to hear. It doesn't say, even though I sit in the darkest valley. It doesn't say, even though I I make my place in the darkest valley. It doesn't say, even though I set up camp in the darkest valley. No, the darkest valley is is not your destination. The darkest valley is not the place where you are to end. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, that is the important part. It is not your destination. It may be inevitable. You may even find yourself in the darkest valley right now, right today, in this place. You feel fear and anxiety and pain and grief and loss. But through this psalm, God is telling us this is not your destination. If you put your future into a GPS, if you ask Siri how to get to your future, when you get to the darkest valley, you will not hear, you have reached your destination. No, the darkest valley is inevitable. We do go through it, but it is not a place where God calls you to stay. It is not the purpose of where you are to live. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, it is not the destination. Just like someone going through labor, the labor is not the destination. The pain, the anguish, the grief, the, the, the physical pain of actually giving birth to something. The labor is not the destination. The future is the birth. It's the life. It's the, the joy. It's the hope. That is the future of giving birth to something. We don't stay in that time of labor for going on and on and on forever. But God reminds us that when we are in that darkest valley, it is a reality, but it is a place that we go through because it is not your destination. And then there are five words in this psalm that are are key. They are actually the pinnacle of the whole psalm. These five words, when it was originally written in the Hebrew, these five words were so important and they are, for you are with me. For you are with me is the key to this whole psalm. 
It, as I mentioned, it was written in the Hebrew and the King David who was writing this psalm, it was a poem. And there's always a beautiful literary uh, structure that we put into poems to give it greater meaning. And when the King David was writing this psalm, there's actually 26 Hebrew words in the lead up to these five words that we have in English. And then there are 26 Hebrew words after these last five words, these five words in the middle. It is the peak. If you think of it like the mountain, there's 26 words leading up to these five words and then 26 words leading away. For you are with me. This is the key that the writer of Psalm 23 is wanting us to hear. For you are with me. When we are in our darkest valley, this psalm reminds us that God is with us. You, you may have noticed that even, even the phrase, even the, the word that King David uses for God changes. At the start of the psalm, when God is before us, when he's leading us, uh, King David uses the word he He makes me lie down. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me. God, he out in front of us, leading us. But when it comes to the darkest valley, when it comes to this reality of the pain and the anguish and the grief and the death and the loss that we experience in life, the writer of Psalm 23 changes from a he that is out front and leading the way to the word you. He brings God close, right beside us, a God that is intimate and understanding, a God that is compassionate and loving. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is the God who loves us and cares for us so much that he comes alongside us, that he comes close to us when we go through our darkest valley. And you know what? This is what God has been promising us for generations and generations. All the way at the, the beginning of the Bible, when Moses, who was a great leader of the, the people, of God's people, is handing over the leadership to Joshua, the next person in line. Even he says in Deuteronomy chapter one, 31, verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. These are the words that Jesus reiterates when he's walking on the earth and he's helping to give us a better understanding of God. And he says to his disciples in John 15 verse uh, verse 4, remain in me and I will remain in you. This is a God through generations and generations comes close to us when we are in our darkest valley, comes close to us when we are in that place of labouring where there is pain and uncertainty. 
This is a God who even today desires to come close to us when we are in our darkest valley. No matter who you are, no matter what your past is, no matter what you have done or said or been to, this is a God who loves you, who cares for you, who desires to be close to you, who understands that the darkest valley is a reality, but promises to you to draw close, to be close to you, to comfort you, that even though the darkest valley is a reality, it is not your destination. And when you are in that place of pain and hurt and grief, that the God who loves you, who has created you, who has given everything to draw close to you, is with you to comfort you and support you and to lead you through that place to a better place where there is birth and life and wholeness. Let me pray for you as you may be facing that darkest valley as well. Will you join with me as I pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who loves us so much that you would desire to be close to us. Father God, we thank you that you are a God who has given everything so that you can draw close to us, so that if we remain in you, you remain in us. You are not just a God who is out front leading the way, but you understand and you have compassion on the darkest valleys. You know exactly where we are at right now, right today. You understand the pain that we might be going through or that we may have experienced in our past. God, you know the uncertainty of our future. And while you know that the darkest valley is a place where we may be, you bless us and you love us by drawing close. For you are with me. Thank you, God, for being a God who loves us and cares us so much. And for those of us that are going through that darkest valley, may we open our eyes to see you beside us, caring for us, comforting us, and guiding us through the hardest times of our life. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen.